You're now listening to, you're now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, where we discuss everything erotic and fascinating in the wonderful world of the high-end call girl. Now, here are your hosts, Chantel Etoile and Exotic Vivian. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Sexy Escort Guide. I'm your host, Chantel, with my beautiful co-host, the exotic Vivian. Hello, lovers. <laughs> you always crack me <laughs> up for some reason. How are you? How are you? I am doing well. Looking forward to uh, talking to the attorney. I know he has some good information for us, so I'm super excited about that. So am What's I. going on with you? Um, just busy. A lot of personal stuff that I'm taking care of. Good things, though. Um, good money things. So I'm Ooh. I'm excited about that. I cannot share with you guys because you know incognito. But just know that life is good, and I'm happy. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about all of your exciting news coming up. But yes. uh, for now, we are going to keep it sexy. And you are going to tell us another advantage of hiring one of us wonderful, vivacious companions. Um, We are excellent listeners. I mean, a lot of guys, yes, we are. A lot of guys have the issue where they don't feel like they're being heard at home because everything else is about, you know, the kids or the wife or the girlfriend. And they just don't have that space where they could just vent. Yep. And have someone genuinely listen to them. And they don't want to go see a shrink because then they feel like something's wrong with them. So guess who they call? Us. (laughs) And I love um, listening. The guys usually, um, they're they're usually seen as like the fixer of everything, right? Everybody goes to them with their problems. So yeah, we are. We are excellent listeners. That's a really good point. Yeah. And I prefer to listen, actually, because I don't really care to talk about myself. And this is for both men and women. Anybody I meet, I'm always trying to get them to talk because if they talk, I don't have to talk about myself. But somehow people seem to be more interested in me. I can can share from personal (laughs) experiences. I'm like, why is she so interested in me and what I'm It's very true. You are are an Because I care. I care. And but this translates to my sessions because the guys love it because I'm genuinely trying to get them to talk about themselves so that way I don't have to talk about myself and they love it because I'm all ears, I'm in the moment listening to everything they have to say and that's another reason why I'm hired a lot. That's another reason why I get a lot of repeats. A yes. lot of times guys just well, need someone to well, talk to. Well, I can to. attest and to that. She You can hire us. She's a very good listener. <laughs> and, but you know what? They don't I mean, we don't just kind of consider ourselves like we're pretty much therapists, like as a profession. So we're just we're just very sexy. Yes, we are. Which unlicensed, sex- yeah, unlicensed sexy so. therapist. <laughs> uh, so um, I didn't even ask you what's new with you. Um, I don't really have that much going on. Just getting, you know, very last minute personal things handled before I go jet setting around the world. Woohoo! I'm excited. I'm excited too. So keeping it very low key. Um, I've, I'm, well, what is today's, well, obviously the episode doesn't air until, you know, next week, but I have officially, uh, 
scaled back on my appointments as I am getting ready to leave. I don't even think I have any advertising up right now. So I am. Oh, wow. You're like, I am. I am ready to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's your femme fatale of the week. Our femme fatale this week is Jocelyn May out of New York City. Now, Vivian, you've met her, correct? Yes. Hey, girl. Yes. Do you know what's funny? The first time I met her was in Dubai. What? (laughs) Even though we both live in the United States, uh, we went out to dinner and then one of my uh, Saudis, uh, hired us for the evening. It was Ooh. quite fabulous. She's she's awesome. And then we went to um, several touristy venues together. She's hilarious. I love her. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, wow. uh, definitely, definitely book her. Well, I will definitely <laughs> say I have not met her, but I am looking at her photos and I'm a huge fan of her tats. She just looks like she has a fun, spicy personality. And I hope that I get to meet her someday. You will. (laughs) Maybe in Dubai. So yes, maybe. uh, To our listeners, you can follow her on Twitter at meet Jocelyn May. And that is J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-M-A-E. And I have a great date idea. Of course. I was thinking that a shake <laughs> could charter us a 747 mm-hmm. and fly me, you, and Jocelyn to go party in Beirut and uh, have a great time for the weekend. What do you think? I think that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> date idea. Yes, yes. shake. Yes. Us. Where I'm yes. sure we have no uh, I'm pretty sure we have <laughs> listeners on that side of the world, according to our... Oh, we do. We do. I've, I've looked at yeah, our stats. We actually stats. have listeners <laughs> in the United Arab Emirates. Yes. I thought yes, so. Yes, we so, do. So one of you guys out there listening, we know you're out there because, you know, SoundCloud doesn't lie. <laughs> I mean, and you don't, you don't have to charter a 740 servant. It's preferred. But you can always fly as first class Emirates. That's yeah, fine, too. Yeah. <laughs> Emirates, so that would actually be fun as well. They're fabulous. So, it's a fabulous. Yeah. So yeah. either one, I'm I'm fine with either one. Um, but just make sure it's all three of us. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. moving on. Okay. So yes, moving on. We know that many companions have been panicking post Foster, and they feel completely lost on the new law and how it affects them. So we decided to reach out to an adult entertainment attorney so that he can clarify a few things I know that we all want to hear about. Our guest today is attorney Michael Faderasi, who is licensed in California since 1997 and has been representing companies in the adult entertainment industry since 2003. He is a graduate of the American University in Washington, D.C., and Witter Law School in Los Angeles, where he was a member of the Law Review. He is kind of famous because he has been quoted on CNBC, The Hollywood Reporter, Playboy Magazine, The Daily Beast, TMZ, The Daily Dot, Fox News, and other various media outlets. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your uh, busy day to answer some questions for us. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So we're just going to jump right into the questions because we know you're busy and you got to get back to your law stuff. (laughs) Uh, 
Please tell our listeners about yourself and why you are qualified to speak on the law pertaining to companions and escorts. <laughs> well, I am a 20-year attorney licensed in California. Um, I have been uh, specializing in adult entertainment law and the sex industries for 14 of those 20 years. And in the last 10 years, uh, it's what I handle exclusively. I really don't have clients outside of the adult industry. Um, so it, it really is my area of specialty. Every lawyer, you know, whether they do tax or whether they do personal injury, adult sex entertainment is my area of practice. I, I represent studios, performers, escorts, escort listing sites, dating sites, um, you name it in the adult industry, and I probably represented it. And how did so, you get into the adult part? Like, what made you say, hey, I'm practicing well, law, adults? Well, what happened was, is, is before I went to law school, I was a DJ at a strip bar. <laughs> what? Dated... You do have a DJ voice, <laughs> now that I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I lived with a stripper for four years. Oh, how romantic! Out, well, and then when I came out to, hey, it is romantic. What do you want yeah. from me? <laughs> so I spent I spent a lot of time in strip bars, and and when when I came out to Los Angeles, that's uh, where I went to law school. I actually dated the granddaughter of the person, the man who founded the porn industry in California. Or Los wow. Angeles. Wow. So you're like so, royalty. Such a colorful wow. background. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then I got out. I, I, I got out. And for um, about six years, I, I represented mainstream studios like Fox and Universal and Warner Brothers. And I represented the Dodgers. And the industry came to me and said, hey, listen, you, you represent a lot of these studios. Could you come over and give a, a talk to some of the porn studios? about what their responsibilities were when it came to onset transmission of HIV. And that was about 14 years ago. And, I, and I've always liked people in the adult entertainment business. I, I like them a lot more than mainstream people. And I got really sick of mainstream people. And I just, you know, I, I saw that there wasn't that many attorneys that were willing to do this. Um, because because porn is bad. Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I was representing a company um, that's pretty big called Berkshire Hathaway. Um, I know Buffett. that company. Yes. Yeah. And, and my firm, we were doing over a million dollars a year worth of business with them. And as soon as they found out that I was representing people in the adult industry, they called me up and they're like, well, you're doing porn. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing porn. I'm, I'm representing people in porn. And they're they became very conservative and I ended up losing them as a client. And so oh, wow. I just said, wow. you know what, this is not a business that I can be in and try to kind of represent people in it, in it and out of it. And I just made a decision just to devote it to being an adult industry attorney. So that's what I've been doing for the past 14 years. And, and 10 of them have just been completely devoted to adult. So. Oh, good for you. That's crazy, though. It's a but, fun practice. Yeah. It's, you know, I get a lot of letters from other attorneys, 
you know, basically saying, I, I want to be you when I grow up. And, <laughs> I mean, you have a pretty interesting life um, as far as like most attorneys would be concerned. So I, I, I have you ever I, dated a porn star? Uh, I'm married to a porn star. What? Oh, well, excuse I'm, me. See, see, lady, <laughs> there is hope for us after all. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with with any porn stars. I don't know how old you are, but my wife got in in 1996. What's her name? Oh, can you tell us? Yeah, Vanessa Blue. Yeah. I know who that I, I is. Do I do okay. not. <laughs> what? That's your wife? Okay, so wife. he likes chocolate too. All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's definitely hope for us. So yeah, she uh she had a show on Playboy TV and a show on Playboy Radio, and we met um, twelve years ago. Oh, and this is together for twelve. This years. is a lovely story. I like it a lot. So yeah, so being, I mean, to answer your question, what makes me qualified? I I've been around it. I've married to it. My friends are in it. It's it's not. This isn't a practice for me. This is this is a lifestyle. This is you know it's all around me twenty four seven. I'm not I'm not a lawyer that 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 practices an adult. I all my friends are in the industry. So it's it's something that I take a lot of passion in. Yeah, you got really interesting really quickly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. so. <laughs> okay. So with this new fossil law, can you please clarify for our listeners what this means? What what does FOSTA really mean? Yeah, like clarify to our listeners because uh, there's a lot of misinformation going around. You know, people well, from your legal standpoint, what can you tell us about it? It's a really shitty law, and <laughs> it's very. You think? Well, I mean, no, I mean, fr- y- yes, it's shitty in the way it affects people, but it's also very poorly written. It's very broadly written. Um, it, it applies uh, across the board to, to any type of website or service or app. I mean, you know, this is part of the problem with the laws. It, it's too broadly written and people really don't understand yet. And, and I'm not saying that I do because a law is, is as good as its enforcement. It, it may never be enforced or it, it may be only enforced against certain sites, but we don't really know how this is going to shake out yet. It, it, it could affect Twitter. It could affect Facebook. It could affect email accounts. It could affect, obviously it's affecting online escorting sites, but I mean, honestly, there's a civil component and there's a, a criminal component. And, and basically what it does is it allows the government to prosecute both state and federal, any site that promotes or, fa- or facilitates prostitution. And if there's less than five women or men or transsexuals on a particular site, then that, that person who runs, owns, or operates the site, so even people who don't have an ownership, they just run it, they can go to jail for up to 10 years. And if it's over five, then you're looking at over 10 years, 25 years. And then there's also a civil component where, you know, if if someone uses your website to promote or facilitate or facilitate prostitution and you don't even know about it that person who was trafficked on your website could hire an attorney and then sue your website for allowing that to happen so it's it's really a 
it's a bad law. It, it really is. It, it strips away what we refer to as the Communications Decency Act Section 230 protections, which basically say websites are not responsible for what people post. And now that kind of has taken that away, at least in regards to online escorting and or human sex trafficking. Now we're going to make websites responsible for, for what people put up there. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> that's not good. No, that because no. this this is not just uh, this doesn't just pertain to the adult uh, world, of course, because this kind of well, opens the door for well, I mean, any other company. Well, it pertains to adult because it really has to do with prostitution and sex trafficking. But no, I mean, I you know. But what you if can... somebody says, "Oh, this regular Joe Blow website is you know." trafficking couldn't they just accuse you of trafficking and then decide to sue you whether or not you're well you you need you i mean i i can make it look okay so for instance if i i'm a lawyer i have a client she's 16 years old and she was sex trafficked and she was sex trafficked on a couple of different sites and to facilitate the trafficking her pimp or her sex trafficker was sending emails back and forth through his gmail account Mm-hmm. or his Proton account or his Yahoo account. I can make the argument under this law that I could sue Gmail. I could sue Yahoo. I could sue Proton because mm-hmm. their service allowed this to happen. Yep. That's how badly and broadly so written this is, it is. Yeah, this is, this is just – I have a feeling it's not going to uh, – stand but we'll see okay so you kind of somewhat mentioned the penalties but can you clarify the penalties again for breaking the law law? it's jail time 10 years for less than five women over 10 years 25 years for more than five women uh or i i say women i'm sorry for for persons you know Mm -hmm. it it could be transsexuals it could be men i mean they seem to be targeting women but yeah yeah Because we're the so, only one that could possibly be trafficked, you know. Yes. Well, Heaven so, forbid we make our, our own decisions. Our own decisions, exactly. Yeah. So, so for for ten people, or you know, so so you've got the criminal penalties, and then you've got the civil lawsuit issues. So the civil lawsuit issues are really monetary damages. So you could be sued civilly under this, and and not face any kind of criminal repercussions. So there's two ways that this could be used against websites. You know, the government has very selective prosecution. They don't have mm-hmm. to prosecute everybody. They can of choose course. prosecute some people and prosecute others. And I think that's what they're going to do with FOSTA. You're not going to see Twitter or Facebook or Gmail or Google being prosecuted under FOSTA. You may see those sites being sued by attorneys, but mm-hmm. I think the prosecutions are going to stay on the adult side. But I kind of feel like these websites being open to lawsuits, all it takes is one. That's going to make them in turn lobby for that law to be changed because they do exactly have the money well, behind them. Well, that's that's kind of the hope at this point, because if you noticed, they took down Backpage before FOSTA was signed. Exactly. And and Backpage was really the only website that had the money to challenge this law. Um, what people don't realize, to challenge a law up to the United States Supreme Court is anywhere between a 2 and $4 million investment. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and most people and most small companies don't have that kind of money to invest into litigation. 
But Backpage was making approximately $150 million a year. Mm -hmm. So they definitely have it. (laughs) They had the funds. And here's the interesting part. They took down Backpage before FOSTA was signed. Then they cut a deal with the CEO of the company, which is very unusual because usually you start at the bottom and try to cut a deal with the guy at the bottom who will turn evidence against the guy at the top. They started with the guy at the top, gave him a deal, and he handed the government all of Backpage's money, and including the money that they had put into lawyers' accounts. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to stop you right there. So they basically gave the government 150 mil? Well, no, I don't know. Whatever is in their accounts. (laughs) Whatever they had, but it's not the amount of money that's interesting. It's interesting that you know they had charged seven people. And mm-hmm. they got the CEO to cut a deal and give to the government all of the money that the other seven people could have used to fight. Oh, wow. And to file a, uh, a challenge to FOSTA. So, so the government cleaned out Backpage. And so that mm. basically leaves no money there for these other gentlemen and people to fight against the criminal charges, but absolutely no money to file a legal challenge to to question the constitutionality of FOSTA. But we're assuming that these guys don't have money offshore somewhere. Well, if they do, it's not coming back now. (laughs) And trust me me when I say that um, the government probably knows about it, if they do. I mean, there's a big kind of misunderstanding about, you know, being offshore, having your site offshore, <clears throat> having your bank account offshore. If the government wants your website, your information, your money, your domains, they're going to get them. Doesn't Say matter it where you for the them. kids in the back. Really? <laughs> Wait, are you saying that having like our website hosted offshore means absolutely nothing? That's correct. Say it again for the children in the back. <laughs> that, that, that does not matter because, I mean, the, you know, if if it was just so easy to get around the federal government of the United States by just putting stuff offshore, that's what would be done. Everybody would be doing that. And it's just mm-hmm. not that easy. It's not a situation where, oh, my site's hosted in Switzerland, so I'm good. You know, it, so all the panicking that all these girls have been doing was for nothing. There you what do go. You mean? <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of girls have been moving their, uh, their websites offshore. Oh, we're hosting offshore. They changed their emails to the Pronton emails, yada, yada, yada. And they think they're fine now, but apparently they're not. Basically. Yeah, I, 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 I got into this with Proton yesterday on Twitter or the day before. And, you know, I, I wrote an article yesterday. It, it's very important for everybody to read the terms of use or the terms of service of whatever they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Because quite honestly, there's something called MLAT, which is Mutual Legal Assistance Treaty. And, and now there's the Cloud Act, too. Mm-hmm. In essence, the Cloud Act is MLAT light. What happens is, is under MLAT, The United States and other countries sign treaties about sharing information about criminal investigations. Okay. Okay. And and I I represent a a dating site outside of this country that has 5 million members. And I deal with MLAT issues all of the time from the DOJ, the FBI to local law enforcement. I just, I had one this morning that I was dealing with. And really what it comes down to is the United States government 
<clears throat> if they follow or any local law agency, it's not just, you know, the feds, it's also the locals. If they follow the right procedure, they can get your information from overseas. And, it, and, and it's not that hard, especially when it comes to business records. Like I uh, on the dating site, we always have situations where, you know, people meet offline. Mm-hmm. And we always tell people don't meet offline because that's when bad stuff happens. And so when you have 5 million members, it's it's like having a small city and you have people who meet offline. And yes, people do things like rob each other. They beat up each other. They rape each other. Sometimes they murder each other. And so the government, whether it's local law enforcement or DOJ or Homeland Security or FBI, will contact us and say, hey, we're investigating a crime. We need you to preserve these documents about this particular account, and we're going to send you a subpoena. And as long as they do everything right, which is they have to translate the subpoena into the right language, it has to pass through the U.S. State Department, it has to come through the country of where my client is located, their State Department, it then gets assigned to a local police officer in the town where my client is located. It then goes to a judge. They sign off on the subpoena and we give them the records because Mm -hmm. that's how it works because there's a treaty between the two governments. And yesterday or the day before when I was on, on Twitter with Proton, Proton had to admit that if we get a valid Swiss subpoena, we turn over information because they have to, because if they don't, then they're going to be in trouble with, with Swiss authority. So, you know, you really have to research MLAT. You have to research the Cloud Act to see where the company is that you're signing up for. And you have to read their TOS to see and read their privacy policies to see when do they turn over information. Okay, And they're not going to tell you that they're turning over information. It's not like they're going to send you an email that says, hey, the Department of Justice really wants all of your account information. You better know. You're not allowed to do that. So the company really is in a position of fighting for you. So unless that company is going to spend unlimited money on lawyers to fight to keep your account private, you can assume that your information is going to be handed over. Yep. I've been saying it time and time again. We're all under surveillance. We just don't know it. Uh, anywho, <laughs> let's uh, let's move over to the legalities of um, escorting companions because I also want to kind of clarify that you know as it pertains to the law. Is selling one's time illegal? Could be yes. Yeah, uh, lo- clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we in most instances. Okay, in most states. And and again, this could be a local law, could be a county law, could be a city law, could be a state law. And I I wrote an article about this on my website. So if anybody wants to go to adult biz law, they can read about, you know, escorting, uh, prostitution, doming, escorting with a license. Now, in I'm I'm licensed in California, so I'll talk about Los Angeles, but it's true in other cities. So in Los Angeles, you can be a licensed escort through a licensed escort agency, which means you're only allowed to sell your time in exchange for money. No sex, nothing illegal. And as long as you're licensed, it's perfectly fine. If you're not licensed, then you're breaking a law that's called escorting without a license. So what ends up happening in most cities is that if you're an escort that provides sex for money, 
and you show up at a hotel sting. The cops set up a sting. They're calling girls up, come to room 201. I'm John. You know, I want to pay you money for sex. And if you show up and John goes, how much for a blowjob? And you look at John and you get the feeling that he's a cop. You may say to John, mm, you know what? I don't have sex with people for money. Yeah, I'm just here to talk to you. Well, they're still going to go, okay, well, you're under arrest. <laughs> Even though you wouldn't exchange and you wouldn't agree to have sex for money, they still are going to arrest you because they're going to ask you if you have an escort license. And if the answer is no, then you're escorting without a license, which carries the exact same penalty as prostitution. So, But the charges are not the same, though. Well, no, it, one's prostitution, one's escorting without a license. So ultimately, on your record, you know, you can go, well, I'd rather have escorting without a license showing up on my record than prostitution. Sure, you can make that argument. But for the most part, you know, as a defense attorney, um, before California uh, had a diversion program for first-time offenders for prostitution-related offenses, I would always try to get these things knocked down to like trespassing or disturbing the peace or things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's really what goes on your license because, you know, a trespassing isn't that big of a deal. But if you have a second or third escorting without a license or prostitution, now the penalties start to get bad. So now it's the same thing for massage. You know, we license massage therapists. Why do we license massage therapists? So people can't just show up and go, I'm giving a massage. So you have to be a licensed massage therapist. Like for me as an attorney, I sell time for money, but I'm licensed through the state bar of California. So anytime people sell time for money, it's usually going to be a licensing situation. Mm -hmm. and if you're not licensed, then, then you're probably committing a crime. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, uh, additional question to that. Who can be an escort agency? Because you said the girls have to be licensed through an agency. Is there like some kind of entry barrier or can anybody start well, up an agency? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, you know, in Los Angeles. For California, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's not even California. It's by city, really. It's a it's a municipal code. Mm -hmm. oh, and okay. yeah, you're not I mean, you're not going to be an escort uh, agent owner, a agency owner, if you've got felonies, if you've got pimping and pandering charges, they're mm -hmm. just going to deny you. But other than that, I mean, if you've got a clean criminal record, anybody who can apply for, post the bond and do all of that can be a licensed escort agency in Los Angeles. Interesting. I guess we need to move yeah. to LA. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> so you, you kind of answered the selling of time, escorting and being a companion. That seems to be all the same thing in your, in your book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, most, and, and again, this is really based and, and your listeners are going to be from all over the country and all over yes. the world. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm going to say to them is go talk to a lawyer that knows this stuff locally. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and get an opinion because I'm talking about Los Angeles, you know, it may be different in Scottsdale or Chicago or Raleigh, Durham, or Miami, or Baltimore or Miami or Boston. So, you know, you really have to talk to a criminal defense attorney about what constitutes escorting, escorting without a license. Is there a law that allows me to sell time 
and not have to worry about being, you know, convicted of escorting without a license. You really have to talk to an attorney about what's legal and not legal. And I know nobody likes to talk to attorneys, but and what I tell everybody is we are so much cheaper if you hire us before you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Try to hire us after you're in trouble. It's going to cost you a significant more amount of money. I can imagine. Yeah, I, I would imagine. agree. Okay. So um, we know you cannot give us uh, attorney advice on how to break the law, which uh, that's not what we yes. would ever ask you because <laughs> we're not those type of girls. Never. Uh, <laughs> but are there any legal actionable steps that current escorts companions can take today to make sure that they're not breaking the law? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, if, if you're talking about time for money escorts, then I, then my advice is to, to become licensed if it's allowable. If there's a licensing situation where you were living, then become a licensed time for money escort. If, if you're a sex for money escort companion, uh, travel consultant or massage girl, stop doing it. It's illegal. I gotcha. Mean, I, yeah, I can't, you know. As an attorney, I can't tell you, advise you on how to break the law. Gotcha. I can tell you what the law is and you can make your own decision. But I, can't, <laughs> I can't advise you on how to break the law. Okay. But on, on that note, I do, I'm curious, like, let's say wherever I live, what if there isn't an actual like uh, license for escorting, then could I be potentially breaking a law if we don't even have that option? Well, you can't break a law that doesn't exist. Okay, just making sure, because <laughs> if they don't, if they don't <laughs> offer it, then I can't say like, well, I would have gotten a license if it was offered. So, if it's not offered where you currently live, then technically selling your time is not illegal. Yeah, but that I mean, you know, he, he, here's the thing about laws: there's always three. <laughs> there's there's always three oh, ways. My goodness. There, there's always more than one way to skin the cat. Okay. Uh huh. So like we, we see this with Backpage. So they try to get them on money laundering. They try to get them on sex trafficking. They try to get them mm-hmm. on prostitution. They find so, ways. Yeah, they they find a way. So you you know just saying that there's no there's no law about escorting without or with a license in your area means you're safe. Again, I can't say that because. It's it it's really dependent upon where you live. Okay. And and really you really have to talk to a local attorney when when it comes to things like that. Okay. So how do we how do we go about finding one that deals with the adult world? Because as you said, people shun this world so much. Nobody wants well, to do business with us. Is even though we're a billion dollar industry, nobody wants well, to touch us. Well, see, there. I mean, and and this is the really odd thing about this situation. Okay. So. Escorting prostitution has always been, for the most part, a local issue, okay, handled by vice units and prosecuted on a local basis. And it didn't really involve the the FBI or Department of Homeland Security or the Department of Justice. And over the last eight years, there's been a seismic shift in the way prostitution is handled now. I mean, you know, going back, if anybody ever watched, you know, HBO, 
deduce about, you know, Times Square in the 1970s and the prostitutes that are walking the streets there and the cops. No, not watch that show. Well, I mean, those are types of situations where the cops knew the prostitutes, the prostitutes knew the cops. They knew what to do. They knew what not to do. The cops would bust them. They would let them out the next day. It wasn't that big of a deal. And now we're at a point where we we have the Department of Justice devoting time to stopping prostitution, and they're doing it under the guise of sex trafficking. What they're saying Mm -hmm. is we need to stop prostitution because prostitution, all of it, is really sex trafficking. You, as two women or men or transsexuals, people do not have the ability to consensually enter into a sex for money type of situation. <laughs> it's all coercive. And so we've never seen, yeah, this mm. is, I mean, over the last eight years, we've seen it. We've seen it with Craigslist. We saw it with Rampoy. We saw it with the review board. We saw it with Red Book. We saw it with Eros. We saw it with Backpage. So now more and more, the federal government is putting money into trying to take down online escorting. But it's not just online escorting. They're also trying to take down the legal brothels in Nevada. Okay. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah, and last October, um, there were there were crackdowns on massage parlors. Just in January, there was crackdowns in New Orleans uh, on the strip clubs down in the French Quarter. So, mm-hmm. what's happening is the government is feeding money to local police to 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 really stop sex trafficking because they really think it's a huge problem, and it really isn't a huge problem. And so it, this is the new war on drugs. This is the police are getting paid overtime. They're getting different, you know, equipment. They're 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 getting all these perks because the because the federal government's giving them money to go after this. And so, yeah. wow, this makes so much more sense now. Now I know why the sheriff in Polk County, Florida, hates prostitutes so much. And it, Brady, it, Sheriff yes, Brady. Yes, you're familiar Jackass. with him. Isn't he horrible? I've, But now it makes so much sense because he's getting an incentive to try to crack down on prostitution. He doesn't really care what they do. I mean, yes, I get that part. I get that part, but I don't get why the federal government now all of a sudden wants to treat this as the new drugs. I don't. Like, I, I, I could get the argument they made about the war on drugs because, oh, people are dying, whatever, whatever. Who's dying? I don't, I don't know. What's well? Listen, I mean, the, I mean, the only thing you can tell about a situation is to look at past behavior. Okay, and back in, uh, I'm not going to ask how old you guys are, but I'm probably substantially older. I'm 48, so I grew up in. The I like day- older men. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's not old to us. I, well, said, I, I said I like older men. It's fine, uh, oh, okay. but Vanessa, don't come for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not flirting with your man. I I remember the days of Ronald Reagan and the "Just Say No to Drugs" campaign. Okay, mm-hmm. and and now look what's happening. What's happening now is we're legalizing marijuana. And we're giving the rights to grow and to distribute marijuana to people that are politically connected and to people that are wealthy, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. which you would have never imagined happening 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And so is it possible that the government is running the 
the prostitution escorting online business and doing this because eventually they're going to legalize it and hand those licenses to people who have donated to their campaigns like they're doing with marijuana growing and distribution licenses? Could be. You know what? That does not sound that you actually, know, impossible. That actually sounds like yeah. a really plausible that's, explanation. That's crazy. For what- so what the hell? So we're gonna go back to the days of the Moulin Rouge? Is that what they're trying? To, <laughs> is that what they're trying to do here? Like I don't. It makes it makes uh, sense. Backpage, I can't. Backpage was making one hundred and fifty million dollars a year. You know. So they were mad that yes. they weren't the ones making it. I guess it's Possibly. always about money. It's always about money. It's always about money. Exactly. Crazy. Okay, so so what do you think in today's America post-FOSTA creates liabilities for escorts, companions? Well, see, I mean, this is the thing that that FOSTA is not about escorts. FOSTA is about escorting Mm -hmm. websites, okay? So it's, I mean, it can be about escorts depending on what they're doing. For, For example... If you have an escorting website and you're a solo independent escort and you're and you're you just have your website, mm-hmm. you have a tab on your website that says uh, friends and you've got 10 girls or 10 guys or 10 transsexuals that you are cross promoting. Well, now your website is really not that much different than Eros or City Vibe or My Provider Guide. You are now a website that could be looked at as being a sex trafficking website that promotes and what? facilitates the prostitution of other people. Okay? Based on if the government likes you and wants to prosecute you. Well, I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm not talking odds here. What I'm talking about is is that you know even that that slight type of situation. Okay, where you're just like. Hey, you want to see me and you want to see these other girls here? We do duos, you know, here's my friends in other cities. You now become a website that that facilitates and promotes the prostitution of other women. So you become no different. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I guess we can't do any doubles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I just want to know. So the issue becomes if there actually is a trafficked person. Is that correct? Like if, if I, let's say I know the people that are on my website, if they're not an underage trafficked person, even of age, if they're not a trafficked person at all, I know them. Um, and I know that is not the case. Then I technically would not be a target. Correct. No, you would. No, 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 no. (laughs) Foster isn't about trafficking anymore. It's about prostitution. That changed. Yeah. Oh, goodness. They, they bait and switch us. Okay, so let me go ahead and ask one more question. If you're an individual uh, companion and you have nobody else on your website, just you, no friends, no doubles, no nothing, you, yourself, and you, can they still come after you? Under FOSTA, no, but under other laws, yes. Of yeah, course. I mean, look. <laughs> so I mean, they getting you one way or another, ladies. Well, well, look at, I mean, look at We're look screwed. at Backpage. Backpage, they, they they took down without FOSTA. Mm. Back, Backpage was not charged under FOSTA, and they no. took down Craigslist, and he took down Rentboy and Redbook and 
and the uh, the review guide. They, there's a ton of websites that they've taken down over the years without FOSTA. So we're just not safe under any circumstances right now. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> escorting is illegal. I mean, he. This is part of the issue, and this is what I think it is. Okay, so I'm going to ask, how old are you guys? I'm 20, 28. And you? Well, and, soon 28. Okay. 20s. <laughs> 20, late 20s. Yeah, you don't, have to give, you don't have to tell me your birthday. So you don't really remember a world without the internet, correct? Uh, I mean, I remember, I remember a couple years without the internet. I'll just say that. Yeah. I, I remember, like, you know, like Netscape or right. whatever. <laughs> I do, I do like dial-up. I remember yeah, dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But and, yeah, no, I don't remember the world um, without internet. And and pretty much for the past 15 years, okay, the internet has been full of sex, full of pornography, full of escorts, full of all those things that parents don't want their kids to see. Right. Okay. And what happens is, is, is this is a pendulum. It, it, it shifts back and forth. And for the past 15 years, we have had a wild west, crazy mentality on the internet where, you know, 10 year olds could go watch hardcore porn for free on tube sites. And, you know, we've got girls showing their hoo-hahs all over Twitter. And, and, and Snapchat. And Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, so, and so what's happening is there's going to be a pushback on that. Okay, and, and I'm not even talking about the religious right. I'm I'm not even talking about the people who were, you know, the holy rollers or the moral, just normal, average, everyday parents don't want their kids seeing all of this stuff on the internet. They really don't. Okay, and so the pushback is happening, and so that's that's what's happening now. It, and it's not just going to be escorts. It's not just going to be online escorting. It's it's going to be pornography. It's going to be everything. I, and, and, and I think the reason why they're doing this is to really quell free speech and to kind of close the Internet down a little bit, clean it up a little bit. So no, nobody's kid has to go watch, you know, a gangbang on Pornhub of 12 guys and one girl and DPs and all of this stuff. Oh, my God. So. Well, <laughs> well, then. Um. What do you think of people that are, we, well, we kind of touched on this a little bit of the hosting outside of the United States, but specifically, um, everybody is changing their, uh, their website domains from a .com to like a .ch and so on. Do you think that's helpful in any way? Um, it can be. It can be. Um, what people don't realize is that .com, .net, .info, .biz, .us, .org are all domains that are controlled within the United States. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those are the websites that the government has an easy time seizing because they're right here. They're, they're located in the U S they're controlled by a U.S. entity called internet and they're easy to get a hold of. But to be very honest with you, you know, Backpage had all kinds of foreign domains that were also seized when they were seized mm -hmm. okay in 80 countries yeah so it's not a matter of like i said earlier if the government wants you the government's got you and they don't get you 
And what people don't realize, and this is what I tell people, is like websites and servers and domain names don't go to jail. People go to jail. (laughs) So if if your website is in Czechoslovakia and you're in Nebraska, you should really switch those around, okay? (laughs) You should be in Czechoslovakia, not your website. (laughs) And... Uh... And, and what people don't realize is if they want you really badly, then all you have to do is be in a plane going over U.S. airspace and they'll get you. Um, oh, my. There, there are cases in the past with online gambling, with obscenity, where you know somebody was traveling through America and they had a refueling stop in Miami. They were, they were traveling from Brazil to Europe and they stopped down in Miami on their way to to Europe and as soon as the plane touched down you know it, it made it to the gate and the FBI came on board and arrested the person that they wanted because they were on a fly list and the FBI knows that you're coming into the country and they match you against the computer program and they're like ding 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 he'll be arriving in Miami tomorrow so send two agents over and take him off the plane Oh my god. I yeah. mean, but I've said this plenty of times on the show. If they want you, they're okay. gonna get you. Yeah. One way or another. Like yeah. so look at, do look the at best it. you can, ladies. Do the I best mean, you can to walk the straight and narrow until this whole thing figures itself out. Well yeah. I mean, because life is too I, short. You cannot live your life in fear and all this stuff, panicking. Well, listen, no. Listen, 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 listen. I don't I don't think I don't think they're gonna do any of that for uh, a person who is engaging in prostitution-like activities. That's the kind of stuff that they reserve for people who they really want, okay? It's like extraditing people. Yeah. You know, we just we just extradited a, a hacker from, uh, from Czechoslovakia who was Russian because he had hacked into a bunch of U.S. computers. You know, they just don't extradite everybody. They don't, you know, take everybody off of planes. Right. You know, so. But eventually, it'll it'll catch up to you. I mean, I can tell you from doing criminal defense work, I had a client who missed a court appearance in Minnesota for a drunk driving case uh, with an assault against a police officer, and you know she was coming back from a cruise in the Mediterranean. I mean, in the in the Caribbean, and as soon as she got off the cruise, guess what happens? She's arrested because there's an outstanding warrant. Okay. Well, okay, so ladies, don't have an outstanding warrant against you. Yeah, don't, don't. Try have... not to commit any real crimes. Well, and, right. and, and if you do, make sure you take care of it. Make sure you exactly. follow up. Because here's the problem, okay? Especially with, with women who travel and do this, and they may get stuck, okay? The last thing that you ever want to do is get picked up on a bench warrant outside of the area especially far away from the area where your court is. So for instance, you're in Miami, you get picked up on a bench warrant because you failed to show up in North Dakota. Okay. Well, you're going to go to court and you're not going to get a bail hearing because they're holding you for the court in, 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 in North Dakota. And you're going to sit in a Miami jail until there's a transfer of prisoners from North Dakota to Miami. Mm-hmm. How often do you think that happens? Not very often. But like never. Yeah. So you're going to be sitting in North jail Dakota? for a while. Yeah. You may be sitting in Miami for weeks without the ability to get out or make bail or anything 
until you go back to North Dakota to face whatever charges you did. So always take care of your warrants. I love that. Yeah, I love that. How he he phrases it. Always take care of your warrants. Just don't get any warrants, ladies. Uh, Ladies, try not to get in trouble. Try to live your life on the straight and narrow, the legal way. Listen, and and it happens to everybody. It happened to me. Okay, I. Are you a bad boy? So it's. I I was out in Vegas. I was out in Vegas for the. I'm uh, I'm ABN. Do Do you know who ABN is? Yes, I do. I've yeah, actually a- went to one of the shows. Okay, I'm, a- I'm ABN's mm-hmm. attorney. So okay. A few, so a few years ago, five, six, seven, eight years, I can't remember, I came out for the show. I was living in California at the time, and I was speeding. And it was late at night, and I got a ticket, and I kind of put the ticket off to the side, and I completely forgot about it. It got lost, and I never paid it. And I moved out here a couple of years ago to Las Vegas and I was driving and I got pulled over for, I think, an expired regi- uh, registration on my car. And so when the cop came up, he was like, do you understand that there's an outstanding warrant for you? And I was like, for what? He's like, for not paying a, a traffic ticket. And I was like, oh, and, and he literally and this was on a Friday. He's like, it's not my jurisdiction, so I'm not going to arrest you. He goes, but if you drive two more blocks down this street and you get pulled over by LV Metro Police, they will arrest you. They will put you in jail for the weekend, and it's $60,000 in bail to get out on this for a speeding ticket that I never showed up for. I would have spent the weekend in jail and had to bail out at $60,000. But so, I think I think we're missing the big picture here. First, you got a ticket. <laughs> then you had an expired uh, plate or something, <laughs> and then you got pulled over. Listen, so... I'm. A... <laughs> Ladies, you, don't do that. You, you don't. Well, listen. You don't. You don't practice the type of law I practice, and you don't. You know, get married to a porn star unless there's a a, a certain amount of risk you're willing to take in life. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> He's a bad boy, ladies. Don't follow his footsteps. He's actually a lawyer and he can defend himself. Oh, you cannot. Oh, so, okay, so to sum up the answer to that question, the uh, the CH and the other domain uh, extensions, they can save you, but only temporarily. Like it pretty much stalls the uh, U.S. from being able to seize your website, but eventually they'll still be able to do it. If, if they, they want to get you. If they yeah. want it, right. If, but if hopefully, you, yes. hopefully we're not going to be important enough for them to come after us. <laughs> I, I mean, it really depends what you're doing. Again, you know, if you've got 20 girls on your site or 20 guys or 20 transsexuals and you're saying, hey, you know, I, you know, I represent or I can hook you up, then you become into that pimp or madam status. You know, as opposed well, to hopefully saying, they legalize all of this or decriminalize all of this uh, very soon. So we don't even have to have this stupid conversation. Well, I, would, I would say in about, what, 20 years it's going to happen because they're <laughs> I feel like it'll be less. I, I, well, it's going to be just like it is with the marijuana. They're going to hand out license and the rich people are going to get richer from all of our hard labor. And I can assure you, I will retire as an escort if I have to work under if I have to work under an agency or like a brothel model, I will retire because you're not holding me into sex slavery. That's all I'm going to say about that. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this has been amazing. Um, <laughs> Michael, do you have any last words for the gentlemen and the ladies? We kind of seem to ignore the guys. <laughs> any last well, yeah, I mean, you know, there. Uh, Our how clients. Many, how many? Have women, any words for them? How, how how many women pay men for sex? You know, it's. It's not really that that often. It's usually, you know, if there's escorting going on with men, it's usually for other men. And I'm assuming that your, you know, viewers aren't, you know, that particular um, group of people. But yeah, whether it's women, know. men, transsexuals, unicorns, yeah. furries, whatever, <laughs> dominatrix. Okay, I mean, if you were providing sexual services for pay. Okay. Of any kind. Okay. And, and this is where, and, and this is what people forget. We, we cannot get into a situation of hierarchy. Okay. We cannot get into a situation of, well, I'm a dominatrix. I don't have sex with my clients. Therefore I'm better than you. Or I'm a cam girl and nobody touches me and I'm better than you. And that all has to fade away. Everyone is a sex worker. Everyone is in this together. If you think for a moment that your particular area of sex work isn't on the radar screen of the federal government and local jurisdictions, you're crazy. Okay. This isn't about sex trafficking. It isn't about children. It isn't about victims. Yes, it has helped people escape from victim from being victimized. But that's not what this law is about. This law is about stopping free speech, online prostitution, body autonomy, telling people what they can do with their bodies, telling people what they can do with their lives. Okay, This is a loss of freedom. Anytime you hear the government say, we need to save the children, I don't care what you're talking about. You could be talking about porn. You could be talking about trafficking or online prostitution. You could be talking about guns and school shootings, or you could be talking about bombing Syria, and we've got to save the kids in Syria from being gassed. That is the way the government stops you from fighting against what they're doing, and they're taking something because they're using that excuse. Because you cannot, no one can say, well, let the kids die, let the kids see porn, let the kids be trafficked, let the kids be gassed. And they know no one's going to make that argument. So that's sort of like their carte blanche to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So this is about grabbing rights. Yep. And rights are never grabbed all at once. They're slowly eroded over time. And this is just another step in eroding people's rights. And the general public is sitting by stupid and not knowing and not doing anything about it because they don't like sex workers. Yeah, they don't even know what's happening until it's done. Listen, listen, this isn't a sex worker issue. This is a female issue. This is a woman's issue mm-hmm. because the government's telling you as a woman that you can't do what you want with your body. Well, what about Ramboy though? I mean, doesn't that still cover the guys well, as well? Yeah, it does. But let's be honest. I mean, if we put all of the all the escorts, the prostitutes, the streetwalkers, the people who engage in sex for money, the dominatrix, what percentage of those people do you think are male versus female? 80-20? Yeah. 90-10? Okay. Well, then it's 80% a woman's issue. <laughs> I mean, that's an overwhelming majority. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yep. this is crazy. Um, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. We brought you <laughs> the law, <laughs> the <laughs> shitty laws we have in the United States of America. So you have no words for the clients, just the ladies, right? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, you know, what I would tell the men, what, what I would tell the clients is this isn't about you. This isn't about, you know, FOSTA is not about clients. FOSTA isn't about going after uh, the people who use the services of escorts or prostitutes. You know, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really about stopping online sex. They, they know that, that they're not going to wipe out prostitution. They know they're not going to wipe out escorting. They just want to clean up the Internet. And so for the people out there, join Swope, join, you know, a local organization or donate to to these to these sex worker outreach programs. Um, you know, do something that will help other sex workers make people around you more aware and cognizant of these issues. You know, it, it's a weird conversation to have. And this is why the government knows that they can get away with it, because there's no guy who works in this, his local at, at his local body shop or the gas station or the accounting firm that's going to be talking over, you know, lunch about, you know, they're really treating, you know, sex workers pretty badly. That's just not a conversation you're going to hear at work. Because it doesn't so, affect them. That's well, but, it do, but it does affect them because, well, it doesn't directly affect them. But like, this is what I don't understand. They're, all fa- the, they're not the face of this movement. That's but why. All, but all the politicians who are signing up for FOSTA, knowing damn well that it's not going to help the trafficking victims, they're all signing it knowing probably 90% of them use an escort or prostitute services. So I don't understand why they are actually fighting against what they actually use. It makes no sense to me. Because it's it's all about their reputation. Yeah. I really wish I really wish that those escorts that work in and around DC who see some of these guys and and women or guys who see the guys or however it is, I really wish they would look at that list and see the names that are on that list. And, and come out. I really wish they would come out. I would really wish they would say, hey, I'm an escort. I've been seeing Senator so-and-so for five years, and he voted against FOSTA. I mean, yeah, this, I guess they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. They're probably scared. They've probably already been threatened or paid off. Who knows? I get it. But this is this is the escorts Me Too movement. OK, that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and, and see that. But but the point is, is that. Nobody gave a shit about the women that 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 Weinstein was sexually harassing until they had a Me Too movement. Okay, yeah. and so, so I guess all we're going to have to rally. All of these men and, and and women and 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 people in Congress have just basically devalued sex workers completely. Okay, and and that's no different than what Harvey Weinstein did to women. And so the issue is, what are the escorts going to do in return? They hold the information. They hold the secrets. They sure do. Well, (laughs) (laughs) on that note, um, so Michael, where can people find out more about you and contact you where you would respond? 
Well, I'm, where, I'm where, where can they hire you? Because when I move to LA, I will be seeking. <laughs> well, we already we already have the inside scoop, so we good. Well, we good. Oh no, I'm I'm doing a seminar on Saturday. It's going to be four to five hours. Oh wow! So you got a little taste of the inside scoop. So yeah, on Saturday in Vegas. <clears throat> um, but this will be gone. I, I I don't think you're going to put this out in time. But Saturday, this coming Saturday, in the 21st, I'm doing a free four to five hour seminar for escorts in in whoever wants to travel it doesn't have to be las vegas but those escorts that want to come and hear about all of this um that's I amazing may do, i i may take my seminar on the road i may take it to phoenix i may take it to dallas i may take it to la uh, those are all relatively close um, what i've told people in other cities is i'm willing to come out and do this four to five hour seminar for free if they're willing to get together with a group of people and pay my cost of getting there. I mean, I can't lose money by not billing my clients. I can't do this for free. And then on top of that, pay all of the cost of travel and hotel and all of that. Yeah. yeah plus so, you value what you pay for anyway. Of so exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm willing to do it because I know there's not that many attorneys that know this stuff. And so, you know, you're not going to get the same answers from me and the same knowledge that you're going to get from your local, you know, guy that handles your prostitution cases when you get popped yeah. today. two totally different types of attorneys mm -hmm. and so you know i'm willing to do it if somebody's willing to say hey we got 20 women together they're all willing to put in 50 bucks or 75 bucks and you know we'll pay your airfare and your hotel come out and give us a seminar so i really you know like we started off the conversation i'll end it the same way is you know this is not just a practice for me it's my life it's it's my passion it's my family, it's my friends. And so this is my way of giving back to the community. It's my way of helping. That's amazing. Um, thank you. It is truly amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, thank you for doing this show with us. Uh, I know you're a busy man, but uh, we felt like we needed to kind of uh, give this whole FOSTA thing a more uh, definite space because a lot of well, people are gonna, confused <laughs> and need, panicking you know, depending on what happens you may want to revisit this topic in six months or a year so you may want to have me back depending on what happens oh I mean, we'll we'll definitely yeah, have you back sure. <laughs> you're, i mean you're so you basically already volunteered he volunteered to return on the show so yes it's perfect. So, yes you're, you're a friend <laughs> of the show and we will have you back thank you so course. much michael Say hi to Vanessa for me. I'm actually a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to her. I like her Dom persona more, though. That's yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the fan part. I, I am. A... That's the Domina X part. That, yeah, that yeah, is. yeah. Yes. So she's uh, she's pretty happy. She's got you know it's uh, hard a to... rich lawyer husband. Yes, of course she's happy. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it that way I meant, <laughs> I meant it that way good job <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> yes. well, you guys ever find yourself in Las Vegas please feel free to hit me up oh on, I will be because Twitter. I actually Mr. W uh, lives over there so I'm actually uh, I, I go there often I will be sending oh. you an email so yes, it, well, send me a, or you can hit me up on Twitter at, at porn law. Send me a message. Yes. Yes. I'm, please plug all your stuff. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm not here to plug them. No, I mean, no, like we want website, you to plug so your... people can find more info. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, my website is adult biz, B I Z law.com. 
Um, and you can find me on Twitter at, at PornLaw. So that's that's pretty much it. I mean, awesome. go to either one of those and there's contact information for me. If you go to Twitter, it links to my website. If you go to my website, it's got my phone number and all this stuff like that. Perfect. Thank you Perfect. so much, Michael. Um, enjoy the rest of your, I'm guessing it's still like nine o'clock over there at 930. What 839. Time 830. <laughs> so enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you so much again for coming on. Yes, this. we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. And I look forward to meeting you someday. Let me know when you're in town. Yes, we look forward to it too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that was definitely a show. Thank you so much, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he definitely laid out the law for all of us and I'm so glad we had him on. I I like have no words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still sitting here trying to soak in the information. Yeah. Was, I think the one of the first things I'm going to do like um once I get a couple of things in order is probably sit down with a attorney here in Miami. Hopefully you'll join me. Yeah. And, and so we can try to see about the license thing. Because I will join you in Miami and I will try to find a local attorney. And, uh, no, you just in need Tampa. to move. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I'll just move to Miami. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So while we're still laughing, let's end on that positive <laughs> note. <laughs> Any last words? Keep it sexy. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> what the? <laughs> Be sure to contact us with your questions and suggestions. We will be answering your questions on the show. You can ask us questions either by emailing us at info at com or via tweet with the hashtag TheSexyEscortGuidePodcast. You can also text or leave us a voicemail at 657-464-4675. We will be airing your questions live, so if you don't want us airing your voice, please note that in the voicemail or better yet, text us. Of course, please follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at The Sexy Escort Guide, on Twitter at The Sexy Escort GU. Apparently, Twitter doesn't allow handles longer than 15 characters. Uh, you can join our mailing list so that you can be the first to hear of breaking news and exciting stories. Our website, of course, is thesexyescortguide.com. And lastly, please leave us a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening from. And also, please subscribe. This is how we will gain recognition for our brand. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We truly appreciate you. And you can also follow your hosts. Uh, for Vivian, my Twitter is at ExoticVivian. My website is ExoticVivian.com. And my email is Vivian at ExoticVivian.com. I get a lot of spam, so please click on the link to verify your email when you get an automated response from my account. It drives me crazy with all the spam, so I have to put this in place. Thank you. And my Twitter is at Chantel underscore E12. That's E-T-O-I-L-E. -E. My website is ChantelE12.com. And my email is Chantel at ChantelE12.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, stay ravishing and receptive.